Is it just me? I see the countdown. I get okay. I get excited every time I see it. <laughs> when I see the countdown, I know something exciting is about to happen. It is go time. Welcome to this episode of the Cool Dad Shirt Podcast. Sorry for the delay. Part of the bargain was that I also had to make my wife a cup of tea. Um, she said, you tell Rich that if you're going to be on the phone with him, you need to make me a cup of tea. A small price to pay. So I think we got the new laptop working okay here. I will say that I'm concerned about the camera on this laptop. <laughs> I look I look startlingly hideous. <laughs> uh, I think it's because you're backlit. I hope you're right. It's unacceptable. I will need to purchase one of those very nice LED lights that you have. It's super flattering. Yes. I look like yeah. a million bucks. I look You're like a 25-year-old lighting <laughs> like this. I mean, it is shaved years off your life. I don't know if we label this one the Christmas Spectacular. Christmas <laughs> is right around the corner. Probably by release time of this show, we'll probably be just moments away from Christmas Eve. So I don't know if you've got anything Christmassy to discuss. I don't, so I'm, I'm relying on you. <laughs> okay, I'm, good, hoping, I'm hoping this is this is something you've been mulling around in your head for the last few days. Seems like we should have seen this coming. I am also not prepared for a Christmas conversation. <laughs> uh, I got about halfway through my my shopping. I a few more things I need to do. Don't have a tree up yet. We are uh, a few days into December and not not quite there yet. But that that's largely based on when. When my daughter gets back from college, uh, that's sort of a, a thing we do. And so when she's not here, it just doesn't get done. Yeah, I understand. Our tree is up. Most of our decorations are up. It's been longer than usual this year. Are you in week two of the three-week decorating process? At yeah, house? we are. We're in the heart of week two. Uh, <laughs> the other thing is we're expecting a very windy and rainy couple days. Yeah. Uh, and my lawn is still covered with leaves. So I think post the storm and the landscapers arrival i'll be decorating a little late outside but i'll put some decorations up out there with any luck the high winds will blow the leaves completely off your yard <laughs> yeah. ask for yes. a discount from the landscape I, I was gonna say <laughs> the my leaves are gone, landscaper <laughs> my landscaper will hopefully only charge half price due to the weather <laughs> this goes back to the bee conversation when when you were you were the 50 percent participant yeah. <laughs> no discount uh, there and I was wondering, too, if I was out there with my leaf blower, if that would shave a little bit off of it. Because it's fun to do anyway. Uh, the leaf blower is one of my favorite tools around the house. Yeah, it's a good one. I noticed that thing goes through fuel quick. I have to say, I got I have a lame one. It actually, it's actually plugged in. It's not even battery powered. I have to walk around. So uh, mine is not really blowing leaves off my yard. I'm still raking. But it does do a great job of just blowing the driveway and walkways clear. And so yeah, that's sufficient nice. for the patio and, and driveway stuff. That's nice. Yeah, I got one of those gas-powered back ones, which pretty good, actually. But you're right, Mike. I should buy a, a bigger and better one. Good yeah, point. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we talked about this on other shows, but maybe we did. Did we talk about cereal? I am really losing track of what we have <laughs> talked about, what we haven't talked about, stuff we've talked about that didn't make the show. I'm really embarrassed yeah. of... <laughs> I'm not sure. Before we record an episode, I should probably go back and listen to all the previous episodes we ever recorded. But well, I I think we highly recommend our followers to do the same. There's no there's no limit to how many times you can listen to us. 
No, and maybe they can even write in. They can even write in and let us know. We spoke about something more than once. It would be helpful. (laughs) I enjoy a bowl of cereal pretty regularly. And I think we might have spoke about this because I'm sure you probably gave me some very healthy cereal that you only eat on rare occasions. Uh, I do not eat cereal anymore at all. Yeah, see, I I knew this is where we were headed. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying so hard to dial down the sugar and carbs. Yeah. Uh, But I I used to love a good bowl of cereal. I, I, I always did. I feel like that was always the Saturday morning or or the every morning go-to for breakfast. You know, you get up, make it on your own as a very young kid, and you could have some cereal, and moms and dads were off the hook on anything kitchen-related, and it was always readily accessible and rather affordable. Oh, yeah. As soon as, as, soon as you demonstrated proficiency in not pouring milk over a countertop, yeah, mom and dad stayed in bed. It's like, That's you're good it. to go. Yeah. yeah. Autonomy begins. <laughs> Welcome to the club. But I still enjoy, maybe it's because of our generation, but I still enjoy cereal uh, and have have a bowl many days a week. My kids just balk at the whole idea. We buy cereal once in a great while. They'll have some, but no interest at all. Really? Yeah. Do, do, they, do they say why? They don't. I think their expectations, <laughs> I think the bar is kind of high. I think their expectations are... Uh, well, for my one daughter, she likes a lot of eggs and she likes a nice big hearty breakfast. My other daughter is more uh, fruits and yogurts and toast with avocado. You know, she tries to, I think, eat healthier or some sort of California-like diet. I'm not sure. She's on the hipster diet. She is a hipster. <laughs> avocado toast. But cereal is not a fast mover in my house with the exception mm. of me. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Speaking of cereal, remember Mikey from the Life commercial? I do remember Mikey. Is he dead? <laughs> I told a lot. I've told a lot of people in the past that he did pass away, though. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, the urban legend. That was one of the big ones. What was the story of his, think, his death? Well, the story that I told was that <laughs> Mikey, <laughs> according to uh, where I grew my, According to my geographical region, the story goes, uh, Mikey drank Coca-Cola while eating Pop Rocks and died. <laughs> was that the same? Was that the same for you up north? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, the over-fizzing uh, took his life. Yes. That was a fun one back in the day. What other urban legends were popular around our childhood? I can't go too far back, but I do remember when the when the internet was getting going, I totally fell for the one... I think I read it in an email or saw it somewhere where a guy was in Las Vegas and he meets this woman and he, like the next morning he wakes up in a bathtub full of ice with a note and says, we took one of your kidneys, call 911 immediately. I completely (laughs) forgot about that one. That blew my mind. That was terrifying. You know, he got drugged and they, you know, they, they stole his organs for, for profit. It's a very lucrative business, I guess. Uh, Totally not true, by the way. I completely forgot about that one. And as soon as you started mentioning the bathtub with ice, it came back to me. It was like <laughs> it was like 35 years ago, just came back. Uh, some of the other legends, we did touch upon this when we were talking about Halloween candy, was the razor blades and the apples. I don't know if anybody that ever found a razor blade in an apple. I, I don't know if that qualifies for an urban legend, but. There was one that I really, really wanted to be true. Did you hear about? I remember the show, The Wonder Years. What a, just what a great show, The Wonder Years. I was, was. did you? I was going to bring that up. Go ahead. Do you know where I'm going with this? It's one? An, 
Yes, it's an awesome, it's an awesome urban legend. So go ahead. I so want this to be true that Paul Pfeiffer, the nerdy kid on the Wonder Years, grew up to be Marilyn, Marilyn Manson. Manson. Satanic <laughs> rock star. Oh, I scrambled right to the internet to try to validate that one, hoping so much it was actually true. Yeah, after hearing all the stuff about Marilyn Manson, I'm glad that it's not true, actually. Yes. Oh, no, no. Agreed, agreed. <laughs> but I just love the story that that's his uh, career trajectory. <laughs> there was one other one, not a major one, or as exciting as the uh, the Wonder Years, but uh, Disney was frozen. That was always the big one when we were kids as well. You know, Did <laughs> oh, yeah, you know to be, Walt Disney to be reincarnated froze himself later, to right? be reincarnated? Yeah. Apparently none true, though. Uh, no, no, that's uh, well, we human beings like to believe the unbelievable. I think it's one of our favorite things. <laughs> Hi, everyone, this is Kara. I'm back again with your winter fashion update. Today, I'll be talking to you about three casual and functional sweaters for men. The first one is the men's classic thermo merino base layer, quarter zip from Smart Wool. This is one of Smart Wool's heaviest base layer tops and one of the best base layers for cold weather. Comes in a slim fit in 100% merino wool, and this has been enhanced for comfort, breathability, thermal regulation, and odor resistance. This is perfect for skiing, hiking, running, basically any outdoor activity and priced at $120. Next up is the Alta Cashmere Crew Neck Sweater from Banana Republic. This soft crew neck sweater is ideal choice for all seasons. It comes in a standard fit, which means it's not too slim and not too baggy. Um, has full long sleeves. It also hits at the hip. It comes with rib neckline and a rib bottom hem, available in 15 colors and two sizes, regular and tall. It's made in 100% cashmere and priced at $150. Lastly, we have the hoodie from a company called Paca Apparel. This sweater is my number one recommendation for um, casual and functional. It's extremely light, it's odor resistant, softer than cashmere, and also thermoregulating. This is perfect for hiking, camping, lounging, Christmas parties, and traveling. It's made from 65% royal alpaca fiber, and 35% recycled nylon, regularly priced at $139. So guys, it's time to ditch your ugly sweaters out there and up your game. Thanks again for listening. I'll be back soon with another fashion tip. So I got a, uh, I got a request from somebody. I took photos a million years ago and way back in the day, this is, I don't know, 2009 or something like that. And back then, I was just producing photos for the, the local newspaper up here in Albany, and they had a, a, a local page on their website. And so I would scale the images down really far to, to be acceptable that way. I got an email out of the blue from this guy. I said, hey, do you have a, a high-resolution version of this? I want to make a, a print of it. And I said, geez, I'm really sorry. I'm pretty sure I don't. I went back through an old hard drive to try to locate this. And while I was in there, sure enough, I did not have um, a high-resolution. I tried to enlarge it for him. But I did find an old video of, of me singing with my band back. I think it was in 2010, 2009, something like that. And it came out pretty good. I, I was actually performing and singing. I posted it on Instagram just for kicks, a little trip down memory lane. And um, my daughter, Kelsey, has to put a comment on there, which says, children have really aged you. I'm sorry. 
So sweet of her to apologize, though. Yeah, yeah. She threw the apology in after the the massive insult yeah. uh, in public like that. So, <laughs> but that's her style. That's where that's where her charm is. Well, it was nice that she commented, right? Uh, yes, right. Minimal right. participation. Well, no, you know, no, no. It's any opportunity to roast dad. <laughs> so what you're scan- saying is that she scans your social media just for opportunities <laughs> to burn me. Yes. I don't know about you. My kids are a little bit older now, but just a few years ago, they were fascinated. They were constantly filming me all the time. And I, I think sending video to their friends, uh, <laughs> there was this whole thing about dads. Like that's that's something a dad would say, and uh, I got onto their their shtick pretty quickly, where they are filming me constantly. It give you give you a complex. Yeah, I don't know what that was. If that was like a little, it was some sort of phase because my kids would do it all the time. I would be in the middle of doing potentially anything, and they would just be over there just filming me, waiting for some sort of adverse <laughs> reaction or something, you know, yes. something usable somewhere. And I would always be suspicious. Uh, like if they were anywhere in the same room of me, I would completely be like, you know, out of the side of my eyes, like looking over, glancing to see if the phone was propped in any position that might be photographing me. And I think that was part of the joke. Even if they weren't filming me, I was always looking over like, stop filming me. Are you filming me? (laughs) No, dad, we're really not. We're really not. But I was suspicious and on edge the whole time. Is it making you upset? Why are you getting upset? She's <laughs> yeah. dad, what's wrong, dad? Thankfully, that's over. Yeah, I'm glad we're past that phase. You know, you mentioned- uh, my- <laughs> Oh, go ahead. go ahead. And my employer's never spoken to me about something they found on the internet, so uh, hopefully it was contained just within, within messages amongst friends. Yeah, so even if you follow them, they got some sort of Finsta account or fake account somewhere. Who knows, Who knows oh, yeah. what they're posting oh, yeah. up there of you? Talking about photography, and yeah. I remember how- flash cubes really dictated, you know, your ability to take a photo in anything less than ideal light. I couldn't even explain it to my children nowadays. When we wanted to take a picture, you know, you loaded this film in the camera and they could probably grasp and understand that. But I don't even know how I would explain to them that, you know, you'd also have to go to the grocery store and buy like a package of five flash cubes that had four sides and that attached to the top of your camera. And it was basically just a little light bulb with a cover in it that would send a burst of light out and the light bulb would only be good for one use. It literally burned. Yeah. yeah it exploded, <laughs> it exploded in the little and died. In the encasement. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, If you haven't lived through that, that's a, a, impossible to explain to a young person. <laughs> it really set the scene for, we got one opportunity to get this right, folks. You know, let's all look into the camera. Let's all make sure we're smiling. There was no, there was no here. I, I shot 17 of them. You could pick which one's the best. That was it. <laughs> yes. 17 smiles to choose from nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. If you had a dumb look on your face, that was ingrained. Yeah, right into the photo album with a dumb look. (laughs) Hey, this is Dan from the Fraternal Order of Lay Patient Samplers. The holiday season is upon us, so why not impress your guests this year with some handcrafted cocktails that are delicious and easy to make. One of them is called a bourbon milk punch, and the other is a hot toddy. The bourbon milk punch, you start out with an ounce and a quarter of bourbon, a half an ounce of dark rum, an eighth of an ounce of vanilla extract, and a half an ounce of simple syrup. You're going to put these into a cocktail shaker with ice, and then put in two ounces of whole milk. Shake it up, get it nice and frothy, get a short glass, like a rocks glass, put some ice in there, and you're gonna pour this over the ice, and then you're gonna put a dash of nutmeg on top and enjoy the deliciousness. This is my take on a hot toddy. Four ounces of boiling water, 
two ounces of Irish whiskey, one ounce of honey, half an ounce of lemon juice, one slice of lemon, a dash of cinnamon, a dash of cloves, and a piece of star anise. Put the whiskey, the lemon, the honey, the cinnamon, the clove, the star anise, all in a mug, and then pour the hot water over the top. Let it steep for a few minutes and enjoy. Here's wishing you the happiest holidays and a great new year from the Cool Dad Shirt Podcast. Cheers. Hey, what do you think of the future of Rush? You know, uh, I just watched a thing. And um, I, I think for a while they were definitely just opposed to doing anything. Uh, Getty went off and wrote a couple books. Uh, I think Alex uh, had a little project. He was doing some things. But recently I've heard a little chatter about, hey, we're not ruling out someday playing together. I, I don't think it will be Rush. It will probably be some sort of collaborative thing. Would be my guess. What do you think would be a welcome configuration uh, or a tasteful? The, the, I have some thoughts. I'm just wondering what you're thinking. Yeah, tasteful would be the key because how do you how do you how do you replace uh, how do you replace Neil? Right, you want to be very respectful. Yeah, but you want to have fun. I don't. I'm not giving that much thought. I think Alex and Getty have a ton of playing left in them. They both still sound great. I love hearing them play. I think for me, something that would be tasteful and of interest would be a non-Rush configuration, of course, you know, not with the Rush name, but maybe Alex and Getty doing something with another drummer and, and even another singer. You know, while I love, yeah, I love Getty's voice all through the 70s and 80s, I think hearing it now... He was struggling at yeah, the end, he, I think. Uh, to His vocals are insane. I mean, I don't know how he did it as long as he did. So yeah, by the time you're hitting age 60, that's nearly impossible to... It's difficult, right? All those high notes and power you lose as you age. And that made it almost sad for me a little bit in the later years, not because I thought, oh, his voice sounds terrible, but it was a time thing where we're getting older, you know, and here is, you know, this great rock star and now he's aging and he doesn't have that power and the ability to hit those high notes. So it wasn't that I didn't like the music. It almost made me sad. To listen to it. Well, especially when they, they would tear into something like YYZ there. <laughs> I'm with the Canadian pronunciation on that one. But when they would tear into that, I mean, even even in their 60s, they, they were burning the house down still with that level yeah. of performing. And, but, the, but the voice, you know, dude, it's just, it's just tough over time. So I think something ideal would be Alex and Getty playing their instruments with a, a singer and, you know, another drummer. Not under the name of Rush, but some other configuration and, and uh, name. I think, yeah, respectfully, I think you retire the jersey on this one. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see. Uh, speaking of music, I got a kind of a laugh out of this. The Stones, of course, got their new album, and I don't know how they do it, but they still sound amazing, and they keep going. But I thought it was funny that if you were an AARP member, you got oh, no. you got pre-sale, <laughs> pre-sale preference for the uh, Stones tickets. What am I? You know, I... <laughs> Okay. Like, I mean, okay, since, a, when, a guy who, since when does AARP <laughs> jump on the concert promotion wagon? Well, there's, you know, the marketing side of me says, okay, this is your audience. Like you got to, you have to play to your audience and you're going to rake in truckloads of money if you do. <laughs> the the musician side of me is like, ah, oh, what? you're killing it, man. What? You 
No, ARP and rock do not belong in the same sentence. You can't do that, man. Is rock in that bad a shape that uh, the only people listening nowadays, I think the only people that can afford rock are uh, people that have uh, have since retired and, and have some sort of financial savings because that's probably the only way you're going to afford to go see the Stones or some of these bands. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. It is, uh, it's, it is not cheap these days. I'm completely priced out of the market. Do you have a, an exercise regime? Do you do anything? What do you do to kind of stay in shape? I sadly don't do anything, but I am realizing that I need at least (laughs) some stretching. I feel like my flexibility is dwindling. I especially feel it uh, in my hips. So I've had the hip replacement about 10 years now. And thankfully, no pain, no discomfort. I can actually get up in the morning and get right out of bed. It's not a 15-minute process. So I'm very grateful for that. However, the range of motion is reduced drastically. So I do feel like I need to do something to increase flexibility. I mean, anything above that, anything above that's upside, but at the very least, I need to start thinking about some sort of yoga ish or stretching. Yeah. You know, for the longest time in my life, I want to, I always want to make fun of things like yoga, but (laughs) it it might be time. I think I need it. (laughs) You know, I recently, um, I'm not a, I'm not an avid cyclist, but I, I do enjoy getting on my bike. And during the summertime, it's you know, it's a few times a week that I get on, which I I do really enjoy. Um, I hate running, I despise running, but it's an easy way to get some exercise. So I do a little bit of that too. But as the weather starts turning colder, um, I'm trying to find other ways because I'm not a huge fan of running anyway. But there's a ton of the stuff out there about the like a hit program, a high intensity interval training, and I watched a couple of videos about you know, you can, you can have like a killer workout in 15 minutes where you do something for like 30 seconds. You take a 15 second break, 30 seconds. And I said, you know, I'm going to try one of these things. It it was a terrible, cold, windy day up here. I'm not going to run. The bike was put away. And I said, uh, all right, I'll give it, I'll give it a whirl. So I launch into this and it wasn't too bad. You were done in 15 minutes and you know, you, you do like jumping jacks, you wait 15 seconds, then you do like some punching things. Then you wait 15 seconds. Then you do like a, the mountain climber and I was like, geez, I think I might be able to make this work. I could find 15 minutes every day or every other day or something like that yeah. to keep in shape. But I will tell you this. I will tell you. Um, when you start doing something like that, uh, I did things to muscles that I don't think I've done since elementary <laughs> yeah. school. Dude, I was crippled for two days. I was walking slow, so slowly down the hallway at work with ham, stretched hamstrings and groin muscles from, <laughs> from things I haven't done in a very long time. And so um, I've done it once and I, I took the week <laughs> off. So what's the tip? How do you break into that without overdoing it? It's only a 15-minute workout. So uh, like what do you, you – well, start? sounds sad when you say it like <laughs> you that. You start off with three minutes on the first day. Uh, and then by like day five, you go up to six minutes. Like, is that the approach or, or do you just try not to do as many jumping jacks? How do you prep or, or move into that level of calisthenic? As the guy who seriously damages his body, I don't think I'm the right person to advise on that, except maybe don't hit it quite as hard maybe. or cut it down a little bit. Um, you know, there's some research coming out now about stretching. Maybe, maybe you shouldn't do stretching before, but stretching after, uh, you definitely want warm muscles. I think warm muscles before you start goes a long way. And then and maybe some stretching at the end. These are things that I just see on, on the internet. So uh, I consult with a professional. Anybody listening, do not take advice from me. <laughs> 
I do need to consider something though, like millions of others for 2024, definitely for my hips. I notice it if I go to sit down to play my drums, right? Crawling behind that kit is a bit of a challenge. Climbing in, lifting my leg up over the throne, sitting down, I feel a sense of, uh, <laughs> fear is not the right word, but it just, it makes me nervous. <laughs> Just getting in there and inching my way in. I don't want it to continue to get worse. I did think of another 70s slash 80s toy that I had that was kind of a fun one. It was this plastic football player on a base. I think he was blue. He almost looked like a, a giant. And maybe maybe you can get them in whatever your favorite team was. So I had this blue guy. He was probably about 10 or 12 inches high. And he came with a plastic football and you would set it on the base and you would slam down really hard on his head, compressing his head into his shoulders. That would then cause the foot to kick. And there was like a goalpost. Oh, there was yeah. goalpost. So you would punch the head down. He would kick the football and you would try to get it through the uprights. Yes. Not as hugely popular as Evil Knievel. Oh, that reminded me uh, a much lower tech thing that I remember doing all the time in school. It was a great way when you, you know, we couldn't check our phones back then. So at the halfway through lunch, you needed to round out the rest of the time when winter when you weren't able to go outside. Do you remember folding up a piece of paper into a little <laughs> triangle? And there was like a whole origami technique to folding it in. You didn't even need tape to do it. I mean, some guys got really good at it. And you would you would play the the tabletop football with pushing a thing and you'd kick it with your finger. You'd flick it. Yeah. Up yeah. Right. <laughs> it would be your turn to kick. I think the rules varied, right? Sometimes it would just be one, one opportunity. Some people played, you know, you got three chances to get it in, but yeah, your buddy would sit across from you, make a goal post with his uh, thumbs and index fingers. And you would sit opposite of him and, and try to launch it through the uprights. I do remember that. Yeah, and then you would you'd slide it across the table. If it went and it hung off the edge but didn't fall, that was a touchdown, right? Yes. Am I remembering yes. that correctly? Yep. Yeah, that was a fun pastime during study hall. <laughs> I see I think it's called Beano Ball. I gotta check that, but I think it's called Beano Ball, which is finger soccer. And there's an actual board that has pegs on it, and there's a goal post, and you and your opponent take turns shooting, and the object is to clear it through the pegs that are representing players and score a goal on the opposition side. I'm doing a terrible job explaining this as you're looking off into the distance. <laughs> you're, you're painting, you're painting okay. a great picture. All right, I'll scrap this whole, this whole segment. <laughs> but, but no, so Bino, I think it's called Bino ball, which is like finger soccer. Yeah. But Bino comes from, isn't that the thing where you, you drop the, the ball or the disc and it, it like bounces through all those pegs and it comes down where it lands. Wasn't that on the prices, right? Wasn't that Bino? Is that where it comes from? Oh, the disc on, uh, yeah. Bino is, is that where Bino comes from? I, uh, I'm grasping at straws here. Plinko. 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 Yes. <laughs> Plinko. That's what it is. I think it's Plinko. Let me confirm that. Plinko. Plinko on the prices, right? Yeah. Plinko. That's, I stand corrected, that's yes. P-L-I-N-K-O, and uh, Bino is uh, B-I-N-H-O. Oh, H-O. Yeah. Oh, okay. Bino. Bino. Quite popular now. Really? Okay. So people are putting their phones down, and always nice to see uh, something not on your phone. Exactly. Right? Yeah. I think there's tournaments. I think there's a, a big audience for it. Oh. Okay. Boards aren't cheap either. They're 100 bucks, 110 bucks for a board. You got to be committed before you make the purchase, that's for sure. So that's all I got, Rich, right now on this, on this what we're going to call Christmas Spectacular. 
Uh, that sounds good. Absolutely. And I think we should wish all our listeners a very Merry Christmas. Happy holiday season. Yeah, and hope your 2024 kicks off to uh, a killer Yes, start. I hope ours does too, as a matter of fact. <laughs> right, see you later. See Bye. Another killer show. Season, season two, two coming up.